Welcome back, everybody, to the Schaefer's Market Mashup. I am your host, Patrick Martin. Hope everybody's, everybody's having a good week on Wall Street, and we're staying safe, wearing our masks, right? Right? Thanks to everyone who tuned into last week's birthday party episode. Um, yeah, let's get right into it. All three indexes... Uh, the Dow, S&P 500, and NASDAQ took modest weekly losses last week. Uh, the slumping tech sector and global tensions with China, combined with the ever-present COVID-19 drama, was enough to weigh Wall Street down. Um, in the first three trading days of this week, the Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ all seem to be bouncing back. That's what I was supposed to say. I had that in quotes until I got into the office this morning to see the latest gross domestic product numbers, weekly jobless claims numbers, a big tech pullback. We had President Trump tweeting about delaying elections. So Thursday, as of this recording, July 30th, everything is terrible once again. Last week, when we checked in with Wall Street's Fear Gauge, a.k.a. the CBOE Volatility Index, ticker VIX, it was fresh off its lowest close since February 20th. While last week the VIX locked up its first weekly win since June 12th, yesterday it fell to 24.15. As Schaefer's Senior VP of Research Todd Salamone noted in this week's Monday Morning Outlook, 24 is double the 2019 closing low for the VIX, so mark that level going forward. And it's also worth calling out that amid all the chaos, the VIX is up 11% today. Today's terribleness aside, gold prices have been setting record highs like they're on a video game in easy difficulty. Uh, yesterday, gold for August delivery rose $8.80 to settle at $1,953.40, modestly rising after the Fed's decision to keep interest rates steady boosted the appeal for the safe haven asset. This has meant the VanEck Vectors Gold Miners Exchange Traded Fund, ticker GDX, has surged in step, hitting a seven-year high of $44.46 Monday, July 27th. Schaefer's senior market strategist, Brian Sapp, penned a brilliant article back in March about the GDX and how those March lows presented an intriguing buying opportunity. Well, he nailed it, and I checked in with him this week to unpack gold's breakout. He noted GDX's 14-day relative strength index was at 75 to begin the week. So the RSI is a technical analysis indicator that determines whether a stock is overbought or oversold. 75 is firmly considered overbought by any measure, and thus many predict is due for a short-term breather, like today. Gold prices are down at last check. Plus, he also cited the stimulus grid gridlock in Washington, D.C. as another possible headwind, but nevertheless, He's still bullish long-term on gold, 
and notes that if you're expecting a brief reversion to the mean, one way to capitalize on that would be to sell short-term out-of-the-money call spreads. Given how hot gold prices have been, its implied volatilities are through the roof. So that means selling premium is definitely the way to go now. Let's move on to some individual stocks that have caught my eye this past week. Eastman Kodak, ticker KODK. This segment is titled, What on Earth is Happening? On Wednesday, July 29th, Eastman Kodak Company secured a letter of interest for a $765 million loan from the U.S. government. And the company will use that money to speed up the development of Kodak Pharmaceuticals, which will address a national shortage of critical pharmaceutical components. Excuse my ignorance, you know, I'm a young whippersnapper. I had to Google and see if it was that Kodak, you know, the film company, the Kodak moment and everything. It was! The digital camera, smartphone, you know, did them in. And now they're moving to pharmaceuticals. This is a Eurostep pivot. Um, by the way, if you ever want a fascinating trek through history, look at everything Kodak has done or tried to do or had its hand in in its 130 plus year history. Honestly, somebody needs to do a documentary on that company because they look fascinating. Anyway, back to the stock. Ticker KODK was just a puny little penny stock last week, trading at $2.30. The first two days of this week, it surged 1,200% in the first two days. Uh, Closed Wednesday night at $33.20. It traded as high as $60 earlier in Wednesday. It's just pure insanity. Uh, The chart is comical. You can't even look at a daily year-to-date chart because the scale between its current price and last week's price is so skewed. It just looks like this huge 90-degree angle that you would see in a geometry class where you have to, you know, solve for the missing angle. Anyway, of course, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Right after Kodak's big breakout, I think this was CNBC reported over 1.6 million shares traded hands on Monday, uh, far surpassing Friday's and Thursday's totals combined. Um, So something's fishy going on here. There was a lot of insider trading accusations going on. Not sure what to make of it yet. Something to keep an eye on going forward for sure. So I took a look into the options pits, and it almost seems like the options traders are calling Kodak's bluff. The August $2.50 strike put has been the most popular this week, with contracts crossing the tape at 77 times the average intraday amount. So buyers of these puts are banking on Kodak to fall back to earth by August 21st when those puts expire. Again, people seem to keep forgetting that we're in the thick of earnings season. So one big earnings winner has been Chipstock Advanced Micro Devices, ticker AMD. So hot right now. 
AMD is one of the better known chip companies out there and they absolutely demolished their second quarter earnings and revenue expectations. And while most companies out there are pulling their full year guidance, here comes AMD raising its own. From a contrarian standpoint, which we at Schaefer's like, AMD was just begging for a breakout like this. Almost half of the brokerage community had hold or worse ratings. Its average 12-month price target was a discount to its current perch. And sure enough, right after the blowout report yesterday, 14 brokerages came through with price target hikes or upgrades. So that just added more fuel to the fire for AMD's big breakout. It really was a perfect storm. Last week, Intel, ticker INTC, uh, a main competitor of AMD, had its quarterly report, and in it they noted a delay in its 7NM chips by an entire year. And those chips are a chief competitor to AMD's main product. So that was on July 24th, a Friday, and AMD gained 16% that day. AMD then gained another 12.5% in a record high after its earnings report yesterday, July 30th. AMD was last seen trading at $75.30, and the most popular options in the last five days have been the weekly July 31st 70 strike call and the now expired weekly July 24th 60 strike calls. I wanted to dig a little deeper into this, so I looked at, through Trade Alert, the largest increase in open interest. And that has occurred with the weekly July 31st 75 strike call and the weekly July 31st 60 strike put. Although there appears to be sell to open activity at the latter. So just to rewind really quickly, open interest is different than volume, which I've been previously talking about. Open interest refers to all the outstanding options, contracts that have been bought or sold to open, but have not yet expired or otherwise been closed out. So what those top two open interest positions show is that traders are banking on AMD's recent gains to hold either above 75 or 60 if they are indeed selling those puts. We covered a big earnings winner. Sorry, we got to cover a big loser. Not everyone is loving McDonald's. Crickets, right? McDonald's, ticker MCD, stepped up to the earnings earnings play on Tuesday, July 28th, and its second quarter earnings whiffed on expectations. There was also an interesting dip in global sales and a withdrawal of its full-year guidance, all due to coronavirus lockdown measures. I find that interesting because Yum! Brands, ticker YUM, which is the fast food company for Kentucky Fried Chicken, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, they reported same-store sales fell but by a less than expected amount, in fact, due to an increase in demand for comfort foods amid the lockdown. So coronavirus negatively impacted some of McDonald's sales, but did not negatively impact the likes of Taco Bell and KFC and Pizza Hut. So are people craving 
tacos and pizza more than burgers during a pandemic? I don't know. It, are McDonald's estimates that much higher and that's why they, they fell short? It, it, you know, it, there's so much uncertainty going on with this pandemic. It's fascinating how some are impacted and others are not. Nevertheless, MCD fell 2.5% on Tuesday and is currently stuck in a three-day losing streak. McDonald's was last seen trading at $193.97, and options are running at double the average intraday clip. Looking ahead at McDonald's open interest, the August 215 call is seeing the biggest increase in open interest this week. So anyone buying those calls are banking on the golden arches to rally into the new month. Okay, I think it's best to cut there. I'm going to leave you all with a craving for some greasy, nasty fast food. I apologize to anyone that goes out and indulges in that craving tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to head over to shafersresearch.com. Subscribe to our free newsletters we have going on throughout the day. In particular... I want to call out our market recap, which goes live every day at 4.30. Getting that in your inbox to end the day is a great way to wrap up your trading day. It's got info on options volume, earnings, winners and losers, broader news bullets, big big drivers of the day. I'm really proud of my team, the way they put it together, and it's definitely worth a five-minute scan to wrap up the trading day. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, we're everywhere. And if you want specific topics covered, you want to hop on and go over something with me, please let me know. I'm lonely over here. I want to speak to people. I want to open up these dialogues. Email me at pmartin at sir-inc.com. I'd love to set something up. Thanks again. Everybody stay safe and have a great weekend. (laughs) 